Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Joined now in studio by Serbian reactionary Dejan Kovacevic. You can check out his work at DKPittsburghSports.com. Dejan, in a contested election in Serbia, I'm told they just kill everybody. Is, <laughs> no, is, is that go, still in effect? No, they go next door to do that, Mark. <laughs> it's not It's not kept in-house. Now uh, I can't believe I just joked about that. Wh- what about this Steeler game at Dallas? Is there any way the Steelers can lose, especially given the quarterback situation with the Cowboys? There's none. Um, however... I do think that going into a game like this, a scenario like this, there are a couple of things that you as the Steelers want to come out of there with. One of them should be the most obvious thing of all. Do not get hurt. Uh, If that means the coaches can suddenly rotate guys who wouldn't normally get rotated. Well, like, no, I don't want no, to see Cam no, Hayward no. with 65 hold, hold snaps. It, hold it. You don't do that right away. No. you got I to put the subtly. game away, but I think this game could be decided by the middle of the second quarter. If, if, and, and I would even sit Ben. I know Ben hates I, that, I know. and that's not what a coach likes to do, but I would play Mason Rudolph your as ultimate, soon as I could. Your ultimate scenario here is to get Mason Rudolph in at some point in the third quarter, uh, is to get you know Cam Hayward out of there with the quad injury that he's got. He was a full participant today, but he's you know he's still. We watched him limping off of there. Uh, get Marquise Pouncey out of there. Get as many people as you can out of there as soon as you can. Yeah, you, you hate to look past winning before the the balls even kicked off to start the game. You but, can't get hurt. But of all the games the Steelers have played in recent years that looked like a lock, this looks like more of a lock than any of them. Like the upsets they suffered when Gretkowski played out his mind oh, yeah, and Terrell yeah. Pryor. At least those guys were legitimate NFL quarterbacks, Dejon. Dallas is going to start the equivalent of a gym teacher. I mean, they would have done that with all due respect to anybody from the Danucci clan who's listening up in the Pine Richland School District, uh, they would have been doing that if they if they faced that kid um, who, who couldn't start for Pitt. It, it, it is weird that they have a quick hook with Danucci, though, isn't it? I mean, I'm not saying he's going to win the game or even that he's their best bet, but he did make the team in preseason. He was the backup to... Uh, Dak and Dalton. I think Mike McCarthy just saw that this kid was just going to get destroyed. And well, I don't think he wants to do that. Don't to you him. think the practice squad guys are going to get destroyed? The whole thing is weird, Mark. Jerry Jones has a radio show down in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and he said earlier this week uh, when somebody asked him a question about tanking and about the benefits of tanking, and normally what's your response when somebody asks you that if you're a team executive? Like, wow, no, and especially someone of his personality – and he was like, "Oh, you know, I mean, whatever, you know, whatever it is that we got to do." <laughs> like, well, I, I, th- I think the problem for Dallas is they're not trying to tank, and they are. The players are in the tank. Like Zeke Elliott doesn't care at all. You can tell with his body language, his lack yeah, of effort. I, I agree with that, and I, I think that that goes double for their defense. I, I saw signs of this, Mark, even when Dak Prescott, who, by the way, when he was still playing before his gruesome injury was the NFL's leader in passing yards. He was unbelievably good, and the defense still played as if they couldn't care less. Their body language was horrendous in those games. And you know which ones I'm talking about, the 46 to 45 games they were playing early on. It is a terrible football team. 
With a it's, really good running back. It's a terrible organization. Like you said, Jerry Jones. I mean, how many GMs have a radio show, let alone where they speak truthfully? And uh, How about after games? He yeah. does a thing outside the locker room after games. Like well, he gives his assessment. That's why he does it. That's why he owns the team. He's an amateur. He's an amateur GM that can never get fired, and that's why they're screwed. Uh, but I agree with you. I think the sooner they can clear the bench and uh, take take – Take ease on guys like Cam yeah, Hayward, I, I like Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I hope people here, Mark, don't get caught up in the score. Like, oh, the Steelers only beat them by 17 or something like that or whatever. What matters is a W and healthy and get out of there. Of the games they have coming up, because I think there's three games in a row they should win. Mm-hmm. They should get to 10-0. and 0. Which of those will be the most challenging? Oh, Cincinnati, the- for sure. Why do you say that? I uh, mean, I agree. but, just, but- just, it, I mean, I don't want to oversimplify this because it's not just Joe Burrow. Uh, in a, in a something that the people around well, here can definitely well, relate and he's to. He's lifting the team. He's lifting the team, and you know who he's lifted in particular more than anybody else is Tyler Boyd, who has one of the best catch rates in the NFL right now among receivers. He's a guy that I have felt has underachieved there, uh, related to his talent. And yeah, maybe we think a little more of Tyler since we saw him at well, Clareton. I, I we think saw him part at of that was being an AJ Green's. I don't want to say no, no, shadow, no, but fair. being a clear number two. Right, but then AJ started coming up with the injuries and everything else. But uh, Joe Burrow has a thing with 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 Tyler Boyd right now. Uh, and then combine that with Joe Mixon, and they're an actual offensive threat, except for one thing. They don't have an offensive line. So the Steelers will eat them alive. But you asked, out of those no, three? No, of the three. Of the three, they're the one. Uh, that doesn't mean that they're a threat. It doesn't mean the Steelers are going to lose to them. But Jacksonville, after a, a really nice first game for Gardner Minshew, has just fallen off a cliff, which is what everybody had expected all along. Now, uh, the Steelers are 7-0. and They have a chance to be 10-0. and They're definitely going to be 8-0. Do they feel like a 7-0 and team, an 8-0 and team? And I, I know you are what your record yeah. says you are, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. I, I've been... Referring to them in, in columns as the the most imperfect, perfect team you've ever seen, uh, where they they look like. Think about the first half in Nashville. Think about the second half uh, just now in Baltimore. Uh, which one of those are they? There's some kind of combination of that. They're still Mark in the process, and this is doubly true on offense of figuring out who they are. That's why it's so striking to have Ben told us uh, in, in Sunday in Baltimore about the playground offense. He talked about it again today. Yeah, Tomlin kind of denies it, though. Who who you, who you, you believe know what? in? Even if it's standard Ben drama, which is what I was suggesting, I walked out of the stadium in Baltimore, I turned to Dale Lawley, who covers the Steelers for us, we walked out of there together, and I go, what was that? Well, the fact that you he know? felt the need to reiterate it today well, in even more descriptive fashion. I, I asked him in Baltimore, after he first gave the description of this, I had another question in mind, but it, came, it comes my turn on a Zoom call, and I go, like Ben, what did you mean by that? What was that? And he kind of backed off a little bit because he might he thought that maybe uh, apparently that it would have been interpreted as some kind of knock on the offensive coordinator when in fact it's Randy Feetner who's radioing in what to do out there, who to tell what. So it's not it's not like Ben is saying, "Man, this coordinator stinks and I'm going to take over." Mark, they're having they still have to figure out who they are. No, the one stat that concerns me. Well, no, why do you say that? Here's why. The, the, the one stat that concerns me from the Baltimore game, Ben remained over four on deep balls. That means any ball that's 20 yards or more in the air. Now, he did get a couple of DPIs uh, through Chase Claypool, and that's great. Those count too. 
but he's got to be able to get back to connecting. Once he does that, once he hits with Chase Claypool, James Washington, those guys downfield. Well, now hold it. You act like it's inevitable. Are you sure he can? Yes. We've seen it. No, don't get me Have you seen it this year? haven't seen it this year, but we're talking about timing, not health. People keep bringing up his elbow. Elbow surgery, he's, age? He's overthrowing guys. He's not underthrowing them. People are talking about Ben's elbow. You okay, saw the okay. zip no, he no, put no, on no, those no, passes. No, no, no. The pass to the sideline indicates his elbow is okay. That's right. Here's where I'm worried about the deep ball, though. Go ahead. When he misses, and indeed, like you said, overthrows, he does appear to be lofting a little bit. It appears like there's just a little more air under the no, ball, no, no, I, under I know the deep ball, than he usually has in the past put. Yeah, and but that also could be something that the receivers are asking for, depending on how that works. We're not in the locker room this year because of the virus. Obviously, that's not, those aren't the kind of questions that we're able to go in there and ask, but... That's the kind of thing where a receiver might just say, put it under, you know, and I'm just going to run under the ball. Ben can be a lot better in that regard, a lot better. And I think he will. And hopefully he doesn't need to be necessarily. Then there's he that. hasn't needed to be yet. I don't know, Mark. It's the NFL. If we're, t- if we're talking about a Super Bowl contender here, you got to be able to hit the deep ball. We're talking today on Kovacevic. He's brought to us by Walnut Grill, American Eatery and Bar. Were the Steelers lucky to beat Baltimore? And I don't mean it was a lucky win, but there were some elements of good fortune there with the penalties. The takeaways, Baltimore did not play very smart. Um, I'm inclined to say no for the same reason that I nearly threw something through my TV the other day when Rex Ryan suggested that Baltimore dominated Pittsburgh. Hey, he's a foot pervert. You know how those foot perverts talk. Well, I was going to mention that. but uh, Are you into that? Come on. It's a legitimate question. It's definitely not. And it wasn't something that, you know, you always give me this sheet every time about these questions you're going to ask me, and I wasn't I, on it. I never give you a sheet, you <laughs> liar. Oh, you're a foot pervert. I know. Oh, I know. Geez. Go ahead. I won't bring it up again. He said that Baltimore dominated Pittsburgh, and I'm like, wait a second. Your franchise foundation, your quarterback, handed the football or had it taken away from him four times in the same game. Please don't suggest to me the turnovers aren't a huge part of the well, game. Well, no, but, but when the, you're the, taking the, the ball. stats did favor Baltimore, the yardage, the time of possession, but whoever wins is whoever wins. Especially in that matchup. They say that all the time. There is no such thing as a bad win against Baltimore. It does not exist. You know what would make me nervous? Hmm. If they played Baltimore a third time in the first playoff game, because it could very easily happen. In fact, I'm kind of betting it does. Last time, what though. A, what a powder, last time. Yeah, but what a powder keg it would be. If they were 2-0 and against Baltimore mm-hmm. and they played him a third time in the first playoff game for uh, the Steelers because they would get the bye. I, I think the Ravens are being oversold by some people, and that was before they lost. A little bit. They, yeah. I agree, a little bit. I, I think I don't want to say Jackson's been figured out because that's such a cliched thing, but I think there are elements of the way he plays, particularly the way he passes, that the teams have caught on to. And I don't think he's a great thrower of the football. No, and remember that losing Marshall Yanda – uh, at guard was going to be something that was going to affect them significantly. Yes. And now on top of that, your all pro left tackle goes down for the season who you just signed to a hundred million dollar contract. So, uh, you know, they're left now within it without the entire left side of the offensive line that got them to that fantastic offense and a 14 and two record last year. That's a big, big deal. Um, uh, talk about Stefan to I think he's performing at a level comparable to T.J. Watt. And I've concluded the reason why we don't talk about him in the same going terms, not not quite and not as often, is because we're, well, no, we're waiting for him to get hurt. 
Oh, uh, I wasn't. Oh no, that's there. fair. It, 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 he gets hurt a lot. Where Dejan. all have you gone here? You've gone Serbian genocide, foot fetishes. No, now, you went. Now, you went. Now you went. You went to hurt. the first. I'm not even going to mention. I'll it. tell you what. Um, and the foot pervert thing. There's nothing wrong with that. I'll it's, tell. I'll it's tell healthy. You it's all around us. I'll tell you what. The, Stefan Tuit. Is In fact, I apologize for saying foot pervert. Throwing people off Fetish of him. Is what it he's is. not beating guys, Mark. He's not using clever moves to get around them. He's throwing large humans to the yeah. left or to the right. Um, I don't want to continue take... doing it with Cam and Alualu out. And he at Baltimore just kept coming. Well, that was partly because Harbaugh didn't adjust, but. Uh, Stefan is getting back there, and he's getting back there in the worst, most savage way, and that disrupts an offense so significantly. I don't want to take anything away from Aloalo. If anything, we saw Sunday how much Tyson <laughs> means to the Steelers. Yeah, because Biggs was terrible until he made those two tackles, which he, is how a he, game like that goes sometimes. And it's, it's pretty rare to have somebody criticize uh, 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 have Tomlin criticize a player openly the way he did Isaiah Bugs after that, and and on top of that, then they lined up Henry Mondo out there who looked like he'd never played the position before in his life. Uh, they miss Aluwalu, but what's happening on that defensive line is coming from both Cam and Stefan. That's the highest praise I think you can give them right now is that Cam is playing at the same level that he did last year when he was one of the best defensive performers at any position in football. Stefan is right there with him. Well, I said earlier in the show, I think they have two first-team All-Pros yes. in T.J. Watt and Stefan Tuitt, and that Cam is in with the chance as And well. you still won't throw Bud in there, will you? He's doing okay. He's playing well. Bud has more takeaways than any player in football since the start of 2019. I just don't put him in a class with the three I just mentioned. Bud is doing some amazing things. That's as may be. How about going after Lamar there and getting the ball right down by the goal line? Then again, he was invisible at Tennessee. Uh, I mean, Tennessee was different. They were in run contain. Yeah, but he was playing against the backup tackle. You're too. right. You're right. But he should have done a little yeah, better. They had. He's playing good. I just don't put him in a class yeah. with Cam. Uh, uh, and they uh, had him in run, into it. They had him in run contain, and in this one, they just said go after the quarterback, which is a language that Bud understands and appreciates. Now, how is linebacker going to shake down now that they have acquired Avery Williamson? Because Tomlin says Belaine's going to start. Mm-hmm. I think that's true initially. I don't think it's in perpetuity. No, neither do I. Actually, um, a lot I, of people I, do. I don't know why. Um, if you watch, the, I know why. The, the, if you watch the film of the game. Uh, you'll see a lot of things that you would not like about Spillane's performance, uh, not least of which is the fact that those things that he did wrong or badly are not correctable. He's not going to become faster or quicker. That's why you know everyone makes fun of the, the meat market and the scouting combines or whatever. Hey, there's a reason they have those things. You have to be able to physically do certain things on the field. Now, if Spillane is going to be a good, solid performer within his circle, so to speak, with, on the field, that's of value to an extent. Avery Williamson... Uh, the best description I've heard of him this week from someone inside the Steelers was he is a faster Vince Williams, which means he's going to be able to help you stop the run, but he's also well, going to be able to get not sideline to sideline. Exactly. I think he's a faster Vince Williams. But one thing Steeler fans have to be fair about is there's nowhere to replace Devin there Bush's isn't. speed. We found there's, that out. There wasn't a, re- a way to replace Ryan Shazier for two years, and, t- and look at what they had to do to replace him. Well, right, and I think Bush's absence and – 
not having his speed is why the Baltimore rushing attack could not be stopped. It, it was part of it, a lot of it. And I again, not to blame everything on Isaiah Bugs and, and whatever, but no, a lot of it was him. A lot of it was him, and just flat out leaving his lane. I mean, just irresponsibly. Uh, the Steelers can be a lot better at run defending. Uh, I mean, they would have to be 265 yards. They didn't have their starting well, running back or two offensive And just to be clear, I don't expect Spillane to disappear and just be a special teams guy. He's going to get snaps. I just think he'll get the least snaps of the three between him, Vince Williams, and Avery Williamson before too long. He will. And and that'll help him. They were never going to just throw him to the bench, though, Mark. Okay, you you understand that. And I I never said they would or should. That is the football culture that's coming into coming into play there uh he became very popular but for a reason you know not just the one big hit on derrick henry although that does get you a lot of points in the locker room uh, but he did other good things and then he goes out sunday plays a game of his life and later that night they trade for his replacement you know well yeah but that shows great pragmatism on the steelers i part agree because i agree because you got to look at the big picture not I just guarantee what happened you they that weren't day. apologizing to anybody when they did it least of all him well and on top of that let's not forget it's this wasn't just about spillane um this was also uh now in hindsight uh it, it's clear that uh oh help me out here the other running back uh ulysses gilbert other linebacker yeah linebacker clearly hurt worse than they let on and 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 it's a recurrence of a back injury that kept him out most of last year and back injuries as anyone who's had one can attest don't heal quickly uh finally what's going on with minka I, i don't think he's playing poorly i know he's not playing as good as next year and every once in a while, he does get victimized. He does. But you know what? Every time I ask anybody who's really, really breaking down uh, video and film and the stuff that I see with my own eyes, they'll tell you that he's actually doing exactly what it is that they want and playing really well. He does I, get I victimized. I that, but it's blowing up every There's once in a while. There's those holes in the middle of the field that don't look very attractive, like what we saw in Baltimore's uh, last couple of drives on Sunday. I will tell you this, though, Mark. That football goes in the air. That is, in essence, a 50-50 ball. Minka Fitzpatrick wanted that ball way more, way more than Oh, Snead no question. Did. No question. And, and that's, that, the mark, that a, that's the mark of a good player. Just like, just like Ben, when you're playing not so good, but you mm-hmm. compose yourself and motivate yourself and you, you make a play Win that the wins game. the game. Win the game. That's what he did. Finally, uh, give me a prediction. What will the Steelers' final record be given the 7-0 start and the circumstances they face for the next several weeks? I, I don't see four losses on the schedule the rest of the way, do you? I, I'm not sure I see two. I know. I know. I mean, I hate to – because when you say it over a full-season span, it sounds so – oh, wow, listen to that. You know what the best thing would be but, for them, seriously, hmm. if they went 15-1? and one. They don't want to go 16-0. and 0. You don't want to carry that in the playoffs. No, nah, you, you don't. You don't. It would be great, though. It would be great. God, I would pile on the pressure. Well, it would be awesome. I'll tell you this. Unless the NFL changes that format, as they've been discussing, it sure would be nice for them to have that bye week, too. They Do you think they're going to? I don't. I don't. I think you're going to find a way to keep playing here. If baseball could do it, so can football. So this foot thing, how do you first get involved oh, in that? come on. It's time to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX.